This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've got a new partner alert, DNVR fam. We've partnered with the premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer Solace Meds. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. They got some great deals going on here. They've got a Memorial Day buy three, get one free, anything in the entire store. They got 20% off concentrates, 20% off uh, gummies, CBD gummies. They've got all kinds of different stuff going on. And you can take advantage of all of those deals and get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use promo code DNVR20 at checkout. So check them out, Solace Meds. And you can also visit them at online, solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Losers Lounge. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. All right, shake it out. Saturday night, long series, but game one goes to Portland. A lot to get to, man. A lot to get to. These games, it's funny because like a regular season game, we break it down. We get through the little details, but everything has this like, there's not a weight to it. No. Nope. Tonight, we're going to dissect every little detail and talk about it. And there was a lot that was going on. But first, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Win money with us. Hey, a silver lining. We Yo. won money tonight. I hit all my bets. I, I haven't even checked, but I know I hit the big ones, the one I put a lot of units on. Um, so at least there's that. Jokic, three-pointers, told you it was a lock. Happened in yeah. about halfway through the second quarter. Um, let me introduce the panel real quick. Brendan Vogt. Hey, fellas. How we doing? Tough start. <laughs> It's not over, though. Man, dude, the playoffs, this is what's great about sports, though, man. Just, like, the emotions all over the place. I got D-line over here. This is what we do. We lose the first game of every series. We do. That's what we do. This is what we do. Over here, I got Superstar Dev. The game was so fun. It, and it was it was good to play fun meaningful though, basketball. Yeah. It sucks that it ended the way that it did, but we're here. And we're yeah. glad that you guys are here. Yeah. Um. So, first off, the DMVR bar tonight, you know, it's been a long 434 days since we first opened this bar and have we're able to have it, you know, no no limitations, no anything. So I know last night the Colorado Avalanche had game three Friday night. It was packed similar to what it was tonight. First time I got to see it, and I got to say, like, from a personal perspective, and like it means a lot to be able to pack. Tonight was, I'm telling you, probably louder than Ball Arena was just in terms of, like, People cheering nonstop. It was packed. There's nowhere to sit. It was standing room. It was the atmosphere here was great until it became a funeral. I got offered a playoff ticket earlier today, and I said no. He said no, thank you, dude. I wanted. I knew what it was gonna be like here. One thing I'll say is hot, very hot. Human beings uh, are little furnaces, and when you put them are, all together, they are man. It's hot, brother. But it's a good time. Highly encourage you. Monday night's the next game. They're gonna be if you don't have tickets to the guy. First, I'd say if you're a diehard fan, you're gonna get loud. Go to the arena. Okay. Still, as much as I love my bar, go to the arena. If you're not going to the arena, come to the bar. You'll have a good time. Um, Denver Nuggets drop, 123-109. I would say, for me, 
the takeaway was that Portland, I thought, had it very easy on the offensive end tonight. And it wasn't because guys weren't trying hard. There was great defensive effort. But it just felt like they could get to their spots. And, yes, they shot the leather off of the ball. But I think that they only ran a little bit hot from three because they were getting great looks. That's what's scary. You could sit here and say, okay, bad shot luck game, poor shot luck game. But it was a poor process game. Portland got whatever they wanted. And they have shooters everywhere. There are yeah. a lot of guys, they, by the end of that game especially. But you're thinking, yeah, you don't want to leave him open either. Yeah. And anytime the Nuggets were rotating, it was like a hanging on by the, the skin of their teeth. That, the thing that scared me most about what we saw from Portland is everyone's going to say they're not going to shoot like that again. But what's going to stop them from right. shooting like that again? If they get the same exact looks, which are wide open, why wouldn't they make those shots? Like, that... One team looked prepared and locked in, and the other team was just a little bit out of character. It was a lot of out out of character things, and that was on both sides of the ball. Players doing things that they typically did not do or normally did not do this year. So that's what stands out for me. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets were really kind of in control for a lot of this game, and then they hit this stint in the third where the starters were like, Jokic had actually like a pretty bad little series where he sh- took an ill-advised three it led to a breakaway he missed another shot like they just kind of lost focus up and down um so it was a little frustrating like they just it felt to me like they kind of found the rhythm and the recipe and then they took their foot off the gas and yeah. they just never got it back it just unravels, and I think that's the thing about Portland that's dangerous is Denver was up 10 points at, later, late in this game, and it, it was erased within, like, two minutes. It was two, like yeah. a 10-point lead. Denver comes down with a chance to push it to, like, 13, doesn't get it. Two, three possessions later, it was tied, and you're yep. like, man, you can't – in the playoffs, you can't have a 10-point lead evaporate that quickly nope. because it takes so much work, especially, like, as good as Denver is offensively, they're good methodically. Like, you come down, they get – they're they gonna make Jokic gonna make something or he's gonna make a tough shot this or that but it takes a full possession Portland can sprint up the court and drain a three sprint up the court drain another three and you're like man that six nine you know 35 seconds went by and they got nine points so and that's what happened in that stretch and I'd buckle up for that man the Blazers are a comeback team I I think statistically maybe the best in the league this year and at least anecdotally it sure feels like Denver knows how to throw a lead away it's tough too like this game was a game where you I mean truly truly felt the absence of jamal murray like oh for sure i mean mean, you're gonna say this every game i promise you yeah but it was like Jokic really didn't have his running mate like mpj did a couple things he looked pretty like but i mean he just didn't have that that playoff intensity that jamal murray brings obviously i mean we've we've scarcely seen that in the history of the nba um he shoots 10 percent from three point tonight michael porter jr yeah you know i think he shot 100 percent from non-three pointers though uh, it felt that I way. Think I think he was guess. 11 of 11 from inside the arc. I can't I mean, have to check. Oh, no, well, maybe. Oh, I guess overall he was. And then he was one of like 10 from three, yeah. and then 57 percent from the field, 12 of 21 from the field. Yeah, 12 of 21. Yeah, and he missed nine threes, so he made every yeah. he made every two pointer. You know, so um, before we get into the analyzing of this game, just vibe check the feeling <laughs> the feeling you Dude. have from watching this game. Like, does it feel here, here's the one thing I always, the one of the things I love doing the show with George Carl. I, I would took to him this last year, especially you could think of the roller coaster last year was he kept saying, 
It's a long series. It's like, we don't know what game three, four is going to look like. Like, we could barely try to start to talk about game two. So game one loss, like, yes, you lose. You lose on your home court. You lose momentum. You lose all of those things. But my perspective on this is there'll be adjustments, and I think game two will take on a completely different personality. Of course it does. And also, most people had the Nuggets winning in seven. That means that there had to be some losses coming. So. You can't be down about a loss because you already projected for a loss to happen. Also, any team is going to have to make adjustments. Portland's going to make adjustments as well, but the Nuggets clearly have a lot of adjustments that they have to make. And they're a team that has shown that they're resilient, they don't back down, and they're they're able to adjust as the the series, like, prolongs. So that is not nothing to be down on. Jokic still was the best player on the court tonight. they played Marcus Howard minutes, and he looked well. Like there was, there was like small positive things, but also one team shot a lot of open shots. The other one had to work every single play for a basket. That I don't think that happens again. Yeah, as much as I think Jokic was the best player on the court tonight, Damian Lillard was the most heroic. Like Damian Lillard yeah. shots tonight were yeah. ridiculous, and and you know we're gonna get to that in a second. But first. You know, we're not going to sit here and talk about, oh, Murray's not there, Barton's not there, you know, PJ's not there, because those things, obviously, like, that's a given. But <laughs> you mentioned, you know, how much they missed him tonight. Jokic had one assist. It is yeah. now his career low playoffs with one assist, and I think it might be his season low on assists this year. Um, and it was a very deliberate choice. Look, they wanted to guard him one-on-one. I actually think 34 points, if they're going to guard you the way that, that they guarded him tonight – I actually want to see even even a little bit more out of him. And I know that's a tough task to ask, but if they're not going to double you, I don't know where the rest of your point generation is going to come from. And to me, that's the thing. It's not that he didn't. He probably should have had three, four assists, but he wasn't going to have ten based on how they were. Guys missed a couple shots. But to me, that's the concerning part is they're going to do that to you. You've really got to punish him maybe even more than 34, even though I think he was great. Like, Jokic gets an A grade from me. It's just the series is going to be be so tough. Yeah, you really feel like his – sort of abandonment like he's just sort of i mean it was aggressive he was yeah in any given possession you're like all right what do i want to have happen like i just want Jokic to. i know man there was a stretch there where i'm like yo you're looking around you're like okay austin rivers is out there he's got nothing for you mpj confusingly has nothing for you uh he did i mean mj had a great game sort of like he scored points like Aaron Gordon did exactly what we all predicted. He would hmm. score. We're gonna talk about points. him. I don't think he did quite well. Well, I, I mean, first uh, offensively, yeah. Offen- like he scored the 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 total that we all kind of expected. Um, but it just you know it just felt like Jokic Island out there. A yeah, bit. it was Jokic Island. It really yeah. is. And, and you said that you need more from Jokic, which goes both ways. Like I feel like he was very aggressive. He takes twenty seven shots in a game. But I think the difference between the other stars that played earlier in the day, Luka, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, Giannis, they all played 40 minutes. Like, Yeah, I don't know what was going on tonight that he only minutes. played 35. Yeah, what is yeah, this? You're you're the best. Like, You're the MVP. You're also the player that gets your team a win, and you don't play the full game. That's a little bit awkward. Like, You have to go away from your normal rotation, yeah. and, and you have to like push the envelope, and they did not do that, which – Throw, I think it threw off a lot of things and a lot of people and even his momentum that he had going. He gets himself going from beyond the arc tonight and he goes three or four. Like 
he was in a rhythm. You don't take him out of that rhythm, and and I've seen that tonight. And you can start with the two extra minutes he sat after the timeout in the fourth exactly. quarter, which, like, I think if I remember correctly, wasn't terribly consequential with regards to the score. But you're still looking at that, thinking, like, no, this is the time. This right, is the time yeah. you lean heavily on him. And I would have liked to see him play the whole fourth, even though I know that's not viable. I think Malone liked the rhythm that group had, and it's yeah. like it's one of those classic things, like. You have a unit that probably shouldn't be winning, but they're winning, and it's like, oh, let's let's keep yeah. them in there. And say, hey, man, don't press your luck. Sometimes on, you know, Marcus Howard might hit a shot or here too, oh, but no. let's not just leave him in until he misses one. It's tough too, man. Like, sorry, Eric, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think that unit, like, up until that point, they went on that eight. They went run. on the run. That's right. why he left him in. Yeah. But you're right. Like you, you said it. You said it. I said it. The internet said it. Why isn't Jokic in right now? After that timeout, like that was the moment to put it in. Like, whether or not. That was consequential. That's the butterfly effect. You don't know like right. what that affects down the line. Like I mean, each, you know, we just need it, dude. We need. Uh, yeah, I thought Jokic was great tonight. By the way, like this is, but this is not really a critique of Jokic. It's just when I, it's funny coming into the series, people were talking about, you know, oh, you can't let Jokic do this. And I kept thinking, like, man, the smartest plan honestly might be to, uh, you know, to force some of these other guys to make shots or or to do anything else. And I think watching the Nuggets play, you're like. I feel great about the Jokic matchup. Every other matchup is up and down, and some guys played well tonight, but it didn't. What Jokic did tonight felt sustainable. I feel like he can get 34 in game two, but they're going to have to get creative about where the rest of their points come from. Um, defensively, this is another tall task. You know, he only played 35 minutes, and in hindsight, 35 minutes, he probably could have gone harder on the defensive end. I think he conserved a little energy. Jokic blew a couple major pick and rolls tonight by getting beat around the outside. And when I say a couple, I mean like seven. Yeah. A, and those were layups. Mm. And it's like Damian Lillard hit crazy shots tonight. They got a lot of wide of threes and, and knocked them down. But when you let them turn the corner and get the layup shots on you, those are the ones that kill you. got to erase those. And to me, if there's a critique of Jokic, uh, the biggest critique would be defensively he's just got to be a little better. And you know what's funny is he was really good at that two years ago. And I think people look at it and they go, oh, they lost because Jokic couldn't defend in space. That was not the case in that series, but tonight yeah. it was. Yeah. And, and also, like, they're making every three-pointer, and they're also getting inside. Yeah, you got to take one you away. You don't stop the bleeding at all. You have to, like, choose which one yeah. you're going to slow down, especially with a team that has excellent guard play. And you don't have your, your defensive guards that you yeah. had in the past. So now you really have to have a game plan that you try to eliminate something. We know that, you know, like – the the defensive like assignment was to let Jokic go crazy and then the other guys try to beat you. What was the Nuggets assignment tonight? Right. I don't know what it was. Right, I really right. don't think anyone knows what. I don't think the Nuggets players knew what the assignment was. It was like let's just go out there and play. And Almost felt like a feel it out game. Yeah, that's not what you do in the playoffs. Right. The Nuggets kind of do though. This is the I thing. Was, is I was going to say they actually kind of do <laughs> play the first game like straight up. They, this they, is yeah. Uh, this is what we do, man. That's what we do. We lose game one. We lose game that's one. That's not a fun spot. That isn't a fun. I didn't spot. Say that's why the Nuggets fun. always go seven because they punt the first game. Um, let's move on to Michael Porter because he was obviously fascinating tonight. 12 of 20. When you look at the line, he gets 25 points on 21 shots. That's not bad. Nine rebounds, which was key. That was one of my keys. Two major blocks. 12 of 21, as we mentioned, I think 11 of 11 or 10 of 10, something like that from the field. One of 10 from the three-point line, though. How would you – let me go over to Dev first. How would you grade his game tonight? I'll say originally it was not too bad. He, like, showed up for the moment. He was aggressive. He was trying – with Michael Porter Jr. all like season long, I think that once he makes that mental lapse in the game, it goes downhill from there. 
There was times this year that he was able to bounce back from that. Tonight he did not bounce right, back from right. that. I think that there was a, a few defensive assignments where he made the like wrong decision, and from there it like went on the offensive end. Then also he missed a few open threes, and he tried to find it later in the game yeah, he because did. he goes one of ten from beyond the arc. But like five of those was just trying to like find something, especially at the, the end of the game in yeah. the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much out of hand. So. He has to do better, especially defensively, but that's not a game that I'm going to be too, like, down on MPJ. Like, other days, those shots fall. We're not going to be down on him. Yeah. He just has to bring it a little bit more. What do you think, Eric? Uh, I mean, it was just I wanted more. We need more. Like, we just need a, we need that second banana, man. Like, he was – he played good enough to be uh, the third banana, right? Like, he, he had – you know some comical hands issues. He couldn't get his, couldn't bring in rebounds. Oh like, man! Just, but then he also like finishing at the rim. He was really good tonight. Those threes, though, like that, that was a backbreaker for us. Like we need that. Like we just absolutely have to have that production out of Mike. Um, and uh, you know it's his first playoff game ever, right? So no, last year. You're right. Did he play in the? Did, yeah, of course he started. He was pretty good. Remember the dunk. You're right. Dunk on Andres. Thought, okay, you're right. I mean, you're there right, are no right. fans. This was fans. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. You're, you're, uh, in a different role. It's different. Yeah. Like this is uh This is. I'll say this. This is his first playoff being foisted into a role where people are yeah. very much reliant on him, and oh, like, yeah. they, they need him to perform. He's no longer just like an added bonus. And so, I'll say this. I don't think he sh- was scared. Like some players, you could tell they're scared. Like he was. A, he missed his shots tonight. Like he missed his threes. But I think he attacked. He was aggressive. He was confident. He tried things that required a lot of sure. him and pulled yeah, yeah. them off. It's just he didn't make his three-pointers. And I'll say this. Portland yeah, attacked Colin him. Roberts out of here. Is there an asshole in there? Yeah, there's a, Guys, don't be an a-hole. It's just like, loser it's, Portland it's an easy, real, It's a really don't easy Don't drink a growler, bro. Drink <laughs> a growler. Oh, is it a Portland, bro? Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. Portland loser. Yeah, right, um, but... Portland really attacked him. That's yeah. you know, and, and this is a thing that I think they're they're going to continue to do. We talked about what's different in the playoffs. Well, they're going to, and, and it wasn't even like he was bad. He had some good moments defensively, but I do think it's a little bit of can you do this every time down? Need you on offense? You're going to have to play a lot of defense too. And honestly, I thought he handled it okay. I was going to say the three point shooting will come around. I would start with that third quarter. Obviously, the the highlight was when it, that first time it was Dame. And MPJ blocks that shot. That was a terrific defensive play. And then some varying results from there. I thought one-on-one, individual, it was okay. I did. I know there were some lowlights. To me, the bigger issue is just when they send him running around, navigating through screens, he can't do that yet. This guy dies on every screen. And I'm not, I'm not trying to hammer him too hard. We knew that already yeah. coming in. Um, but it's going to be a part of his life in the playoffs. For sure. I was a little – I actually felt like – they went at him, and it wasn't quite as successful as they wanted it to be in the third. But him chasing screens scares me. Chasing players yeah. around. Screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm more encouraged by Michael Porter tonight than I am discouraged. I'll have to rewatch the tape because defensively I do, you know, them attacking so much and Denver playing scrambled. I'm going to see just how much, you know, was the compromise maybe starting from him. I really don't, really can't say, but... What I was encouraged by was he just didn't look afraid of the moment. And that's the number one thing that could really sink this is if it was like he shook shook or this or that. I just don't think he was. They guarded him tough. They you know yeah. they made things tough, and he didn't knock down his threes, but he knocked down everything else. Um, and then him grabbing rebounds tonight was important. Nine yeah. rebounds. Yeah. That, that was one of the big battlegrounds for me, and he got in there. Um, 
a guy that bothered me a little bit tonight, Aaron Gordon is an interesting one. Yeah. And it's funny because he had 16 and 8, and you feel like that's good. Um, number one, defensively, I mean, he got dunked on by Nurk. Like, he got hammered on. Hammered. D- defensively, modest impact. Didn't feel like it was, like, a great impact. And then offensively, there just was a lot of little pivot moments when you're like, that's your spot yep. here. This is where they need you. And it, I felt like he came up small on all of them he got in picked, the second half. He got half. picked by Mello. Ball picked by Mello was a huge one. He gets uh, blown by by Mello. And yep. He has to try to and recover. Get, so many an and one. Yeah, he like he came out like I'll say he came out of the gate like swinging. He came out of the gate like how we expected he would, where we just see that added energy and that added like kick. It just like it just he, he didn't quite sustain it. Like, but again, like you know. In our previous show, you, we were asking, like, what, what what do you expect offensively out of Aaron Gordon? And that's about exactly where we all landed. You know, it's just like we – the offense is an, always an added bonus with Aaron Gordon. It's like you expect him to be the lockdown defender. We didn't In see this that. series, though, he has such a favorable matchup, like, it, that they, they kind of need it to expose a little bit more. But also, even past that, that play you're talking about, the mellow one, and I feel like there were two or three other ones, those weren't, like – you missed the shot. You did this. It's like you didn't match the level of focus that was required there. Like getting, the moment. getting picked there and having it hit off your foot was like, man, Melo wanted it more than you at that moment. And by the way, and that immediately followed him following Nurk in the and one where yeah. he mistimed that jump. And this is to your point. Like it was, so, it was actually very close to a good game. Yeah. But he yeah. had all these little chances yep. Yep. on both sides of the ball to be that X factor. And he so did come up short. I think that. You know, there's somebody, of course, in Gordon's corner or in his ear, and it could be the coaching staff that just told him, this is your moment. This is where you have to take off. This is where you have to be more offensively. But I think that him starting off, like, so quick, somebody also should have just hurried up and gotten into his ear and said, now you calm down. Now you get back to, like, being the person that is, like, laser-focused, the player that is a defensive stopper um, and not doing too much. Today he did a bit too much. And also, he had spurts where it was just, it was bad play after bad play, and it just kept coming back. Dribble off his foot on the post move. On both sides. And and it was for a long time where he kind of ended up being a a bit unplayable um, just because he he was not playing well. So if he starts out with this type of game and intensity, great. But at some point, he has to slow down and just calm down and and, and be part of the moment. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah. 28 minutes from him is also kind of surprising. That, that kind of tells yeah. you a little bit about maybe where Malone's trust level is in him. And, and maybe it's just the series. Like, there are other series he probably would have been more needed. But um, 28 minutes is like, that's regular season numbers. Yeah, that's actually was my first thought when you guys were talking about the minutes before with the stars. Um, Gordon's, I mean, he's something short of a star, but he's a guy that you need a lot from. And, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was too low. Two few minutes, I should say. Yeah, but he also had bad plays in, in a row. Do you keep him in with those bl- bad plays? That that's my question. Like right, right. he played so bad at at a, like a set time that they needed him to be different. Yeah. Where it's like a you take a step like a step back and say, next game or when you get back in, we need you to lock in mentally. That that's what we need from you. Yeah. So I think that's why the minutes were a bit lower. Um, let's take our first break. On yeah. the other side, Facundo Campazzo. Very, very interesting, man. Game from Faku. In ways both good and bad. Like, I actually think this was a good one. We'll talk about that. But was it effective on Lillard? Not necessarily tonight. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it. All right. Well, you guys know we love our Breck beers and seltzers. What we love even more this summer is the fact that Breckenridge Brewery is teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association this year. The tragic fires in Colorado were absolutely devastating for so many. 
And this is one of the many reasons that Breck is donating 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. That's right, if you buy one pint or pack of Breck brews, you are donating 1% to our great outdoors. We'll be hosting fun events at this bar to promote the awesome collaboration. You can come down, drink a Breck brew or a seltzer, and go away with some awesome swag from our friends at Breck Brew. You can also enter to win that $30,000 escape pod trailer if you just head to their website and enter the win. Just go to brettbrew.com slash ingood. That thing's sweet. Uh, slash ingoodco. And that's brettbrew.com slash ingoodco for more details on winning. Uh, good luck. Be sure to tag us. And our friends at Breck Brew, when you submit your entry to win, uh, check out Breck Brew using the Breck Beer Locator or come to our bar because we got it all. Yeah, that trailer was here last night. Was it? Yeah. I was like, uh, I almost made it my home. <laughs> it's pretty dope, man. It's I, actually really cool if you're like an well, like outdoorsy person I as my, I am. Well, I like put my head in and it, it smells of fine wood in there. Does it? Mahogany, it would you say? Uh, it's it's a pine, but all the same. Oh, it's a pine. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, the playoffs are stressful, guys, as we all know. As we were reminded tonight, it induces a lot of anxiety. That's what it's going to be like at night. Yo. So save yourself in the morning. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. The C- Strava Craft Coffee. I don't know. The CBD infused coffee uh, cuts the edge off. You're still getting your caffeine, though. <laughs> I love it. You can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25, or you can get 20% off every purchase when you subscribe to their subscription service. You choose what flavor, what dosage, when it comes to you every two, four, six, or eight weeks. Check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today. Try their deli- delicious CBD infused coffee. And remember, use code DNVR25 at checkout. No. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Faku. They, man, we were <laughs> there were some really big moments for Faku tonight. It's funny because I was reading the timeline tonight, and there's a lot of people that let's be honest, Faku's annoying to go against. And there's a lot of guys that say there's certain players who w- an annoying player that's not physically able to stop you just gets a guy going. And I felt like that was the case tonight. Faku, I thought did a great job, but it almost like added fuel to Dame's fire tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's just the type of player that he is, especially, you know, based off of the eye test. Everyone that he's playing against is going to say he's too small, one. Two, we don't know him. So, like, those are two factors, and you're going to try to attack him. The thing that stands out with me on Faku, first off, he made some big shots, um, especially at, like, key points in the game where, like, they went on runs. Right, yeah. Um, and, and it's not – I can't put it on him that the opposing team also was able to just score at will. But with, with Faku is Portland is a team that sets, like, a lot of pick and rolls, um, and you have to, like, try to stop their, like, first, like, line of attack. But after that, you have to switch to pick and rolls, and you put Jokic in bad spots. We had already talked about right. Jokic on the, like, pick and rolls and screens, and there was a lot of, like – bad like uh, communication where it, it led to an open three and it kind of put Fa- Faku in bad spots yeah. where it looks like he's not defending or he's the one that's lost focus and it's not on him um, a lot of the times. There was a lot of switches on Michael Porter Jr. in a pick and roll. Now Faku's on a guy that he's not supposed to and Michael Porter Jr. is getting attacked so I think that like plays a, a big part in why Faku's like plus minus was down but yeah. I feel like that was a, a pretty good Faku game yeah. and and I feel like he was um, into the game and mentally there. I oh, Go ahead. I thought he played well and to be honest, Dame's 34 not great um, but 40% from the field. What bums me out more is the 13 assists. And I yeah. think a lot of that was that screen dynamic you were talking about of turning that corner on Yoke, which is not necessarily on Faku. Dame hit some big-time shots over him. I agree with you. He almost seemed motivated by the matchup, which is kind of funny. But it was the assists. 
that that killed me more. And I think you look, Dame's gonna get some shots up. If you saw he shot forty percent from the field, you you probably live with that. Yeah. And that's the thing about a guy like Faku is like worst case scenario, you can get a shot off over him most of the time. Yep. And I think like tonight that that's what you're talking about is a guy like Dame just got annoyed and was like, F it, I'm gonna do these threes, I'm gonna come off the corner and knock it down or whatever. And he hit him tonight. We'll see if he keeps hitting him. He's a great player. Um, so maybe he will. The assists were great from Faku. I mean, he had some big-time assists. I he thought he ran did, he the point great, well. He really did have a good game. I did. Just, I thought it, so, too, man. It, it, if not for Dame Lillard, like, we would be, like, and we had, had we won. I mean, we would be talking about whether or not this was a Faku game. Like, he, yeah. he was. At one point, we were ready to call it a Faku game. We I were mean. ready, man. Like, he, he right. was stealing. He was getting steals. He, he was knocking down his shots. He only took a few great-looking assists. He just looked poised. Um, and he looked disruptive the way that like a really good Faku performance looks. Yeah. So I was impressed with him. I just do we feel like he is going to be effective against Damian Lillard in game two? Or do you feel like this was, you know, Dame's just like, I'm going to take it to this guy, this little. I, th I think that he'll be effective because I feel like other players are going to be more locked in on their defensive matchups. So I think that you're not going to be able to attack Michael Porter Jr. every single time or, or sought him out in pick and rolls. I don't think that Jokic is not going to be um, concerting energy on one end of the floor. I think he's just going to just be locked in to play the entire game. Um, I also think that there will be different looks. Maybe we see Shaq Harrison. Maybe we see um, other players switch on to, to, to Dame where it's not only on Faku the entire time. So I, I think that there will be changes. So now we get to the others. Um, do we? Are you telling me we have Harrison already? Oh, I, I, sorry, I was thinking. I thought you said that's what we have. I was like, holy shit, that's quick. Um, so uh, let's go to the others now. The weirdest call in the Michael Malone era: Marcus Howard getting minutes. This right. was like, this was like the craziest thing I ever could have thought. And guess what? I think it was the right call. Marcus Howard had yeah. some big, uh, big moments. I'm shocked he only had seven points. I thought he had like 14 because they felt big. But yes, because Marcus Howard, you were like, wow, why is he in there? And then every positive thing he did, it was like you noticed it. You were ah, like, oh, man. all right, okay. Yeah. I disagree strongly with you guys. What do you think? You felt I like didn't think he played well. I thought he was really bad defensively. Oh, I didn't say uh, he played. I don't well. think he can be good defensively. Exactly, and so I recognized, like. It's, it is, you're right, it's ironic that Malone went for more firepower. Yeah. And I get, like, Denver doesn't have enough right now. But is that leaning in the wrong direction? Do you got to try to get that, some stops? And that, is that an easier job with Shaq Harrison out there? That's the going to be the adjustment. That is going to be the adjustment. We're going to get Shaq Harrison for sure next game. I, it, we might even see him on Dame for some portion of time. Like. You know, I wonder how much, not that you really wanted to get a read on anything in that last game of the season, but they played Shaq a lot in that one, and he got kind of got cooked. And I don't know, like, that game was so weird. I don't know how much you could judge yeah. it, but I wonder if that factored into his decision at all. I don't even know what to say about that because it was just such a one-off. Yeah. Like, I really – maybe the idea that Nuggets just needed more scoring um, just because they're, they're going against Portland, who's not really a, a defensive team at all. Um, maybe – I mean, I was going to say it had to do with Austin Rivers, but he goes in and he plays his yeah, he didn't play regular well. allotment of minutes. He played 33, um, exactly. which coming off his illness, you thought maybe. Yeah, so it's not that. It was just he went with the guy and, and thought that that would work. Um, there was there was positive Marcus moment, like Marcus Howard moments where he, he led a run 
but he also gave up a run. So yeah. you saw, you know, both ends of the spectrum. But from a guy like that, especially with the second unit, you don't expect much more. Like you want him to score, you want him to contribute in some type of way, and he did. Has any other team played a two-way player in the playoffs? You think? Or do you think any other team will? No. Not uh, unless it's a blowout and it's the playoffs. That's what I mean. Like an actual, like, hey, here you go. You need you to be great here. I mean, it's such a weird spot the Nuggets are in. God, I did not so see Marcus Howard playing tonight. I mean, but well, the, I mean, but the, the other two-way guy is Shaq Harrison, who were like, he should have played. But it's like you replace one two-way with another two-way. Yeah. I mean, we're in a weird spot. We we're in a really weird spot. We're definitely is, uh, in a weird spot. It's been quite the year. Yeah, it's it been is quite, been the quite the year. year. I saw I mean, someone like, on Twitter said, wow, the Nuggets are closing with Austin Rivers. I was like, dude. Dude, they're starting him. What are the other options? He's like their fourth best player at the moment. Um, Austin Rivers, we can get to him tonight. I mean, six points, four rebounds, three assists. thought he guarded well. It's weird. I got to go back and really find out who was blowing these coverages um, because – I felt like he was locked in defensively and doing some things. Didn't make some of the big shots. There was one in particular I could think of, a Jokic <sighs> kick out that was just so big. I'm saying, like, the, the, the problem with this game is that it was a certain way, and then, it, it like, the Nuggets were cruising. Like, things were going well. Yeah. There was just, like, a stint where it fell apart, and it just, that was just yeah. – that the entire game, like, was basically decided in that, in that little stint in the I feel third. like there were two. Yeah. Two stands. For Austin Rivers, he had a few shots where if he makes it, it changes the tide yeah, of the Yeah, totally, game. totally. Like they needed him to yep. make those big shots, and he also got he really Mike. good looks from it. It was not four shots where he was getting it. And also, Portland was, like, giving it to him. You have to knock that down because that changes the way that everyone, like, is, is guarding you. Um, and also, you're, you're a starter, and you're playing big minutes. In the playoffs, this is your moment. This is what you wanted. You have to step up in these moments. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he gets a little, not really a pass, but maybe you should be more optimistic about him going forward because he will be back, you know, hopefully feeling better. And, and, you I was going to say, 100%. he was sick. It is possible yeah, that impacted yeah. him. Yeah. It's a rough one for him. Um, Paul Millsap tonight, three points, four assists, Yo, three rebounds. Dad. Dad did that. I really – there was opportunity. The funny thing is, I thought in, – in our preview, I called Paul Millsap my X-Factor, like, guy that yeah. could really swing it. And an X-Factor means he could swing it one way or the other. Tonight, there were so many opportunities where I was like, here's a Millsap moment, and he he just didn't have any of them tonight. Uncle Paul was – he wasn't horrible. Um, like, you know, I was seeing down the timeline or anything like that, but he just wasn't – he wasn't himself. I think that that's really what it was. Like, he, he facilitated in this game. He, he was aggressive on the boards. Um, he just was – he wasn't enough. He wasn't what the Nuggets needed him to be, especially in the playoffs, um, where one team is, like, trying to be physical with you, um, and you needed him to have one of those signature moments where he steps up and he, and he also um, turns the tide. Uh, so, I think that, you know, I could be – I don't want to be completely down on Millsap. I, I think that you can be optimistic that things will change for him, and he'll also like he'll have that moment, and, yeah. and then things will change from there. Man, when he dribbled the ball up the court and just like did exactly what we knew he was going to do, dribbled it off his foot, went out of bounds, <laughs> like yeah. right in a moment. There were just like several high-level moments that the guys that you were like, all right, we need this guy to step up tonight to be able to succeed. All of them failed. Yeah. Uh, Austin Rivers, Paul Millsap, yeah. unfortunately, uh, MPJ. Uh, like, MPJ, I thought, Aaron, was good. Aaron Honestly, Gordon, a lot of these threes the that he missed, he went one of ten tonight. 
four of those were like in the last 30 seconds of the he, game. I mean, he launches threes. For two and, thirds of this game, I thought he was really good. Yeah, he was, but he wasn't like he wasn't quite what we needed. You know, like uh, I think it was that third quarter. He kind of kind of disappeared a little bit during that run where they they really needed to stop. Jamichael Green, do we have any notes on him? The only note I have from him is, you know, and I thought this in watching the the games between Denver and Portland earlier in the season. He's matched up with Carmelo. I don't like that matchup. Like Carmelo made his career off of taking on. Uh, J. Mike's a traditional power forward. Yeah. Carmelo's like a combo forward who's now a stretch four. He loves – J. Mike's like a good defender. He's tough. Yeah. He tried to get into him and stuff. Melo just loves those matches. That's the kind of guys yeah. he cooks. Yeah, J. Mike was another guy that was just like virtually invisible. What's it's not – to J. Mike? I don't know, man. Yeah, J. Mike – like the, the plight of J. Mike. The, the epic of J. Mike is going to be told in these parts for at least – one day after the season ends. <laughs> really, yeah. I don't even remember much from him besides Nothing. the fact that he wanted to fight Carmelo. Yeah, yeah. He like, tried to get up and in, man, which is what you want. That, that was, yeah, that was the only moment that I can remember from him. I thought Monte brought the toughness tonight. He had oh, ten yeah. points, five of ten shooting, five assists. He made some big shots. He drove it hard to the yeah. lane. Like he you know, he he like to me is a confidence guy. He's another one that's like not afraid of the moment. Um, yeah, it's and funny. does his role. It's funny, like, after a loss like this, it, like, really kind of colors the performances of a lot of guys differently for you. Like, because, yeah, in the, in the moment, like, I thought I was like, oh, man, Monty's having a good game. AG's having a good game. Then it, like, falls apart, and you're like, There were oh. little moments, man. Yeah, like, Monte, like, had a couple times we, like, ill-advised drives. Yeah, like, oh, at the end man. of half, like, he. That end of the, was it the end of half? End yeah, of that half. was a disaster. Like, it's funny, and part of this is Jokic's fault. Lillard falls down. He almost suckered him into it, if you want to be honest. Because at the end of games, you just shouldn't. If you have the ball and you can take the last shot, the worst thing that can happen is you it's 0-0, right? You don't give a point. Yeah. If you go early, even if you have a 5-on-4 advantage, the worst thing that can happen is exactly what happened, which is you could end up turning it over or fouling or whatever, and that's what happened. Denver... For whatever reason, Jokic and Monte, two of the smartest players, they're like, let's go for it early. They attack, four seconds left on the clock. He gets blocked, and then he fouls, and it's in the bonus. So fouled 91 feet from the basket, go all the way down, and they get two free throws. I just, It was a momentum because Denver had got off to a, great, a good start, blown it, and then fought back in the second quarter and taken a five-point lead, and you're like, man, that's great. Two big runs, punch, and then you end up blowing it I know. again. There, there are a lot of moments in this game. I mean, it is if you are trying to go full silver lining yeah. for everything that went wrong, like couldn't you pick three or four things you just went? Maybe Paul Millsap doesn't try to bring the ball down the yeah. floor and whatever that right, layup yeah. attempt was. And, and these are moments like this game was winnable as horribly as it went. Yeah. I, I hate that that happened with Monte because I feel like besides that spurt, which really like changed like the – them going into the second half and that we already know what happens in the third quarter but Monte like looks confident the entire time he's making very tough layups um he's getting to his spots and he ran that second unit this was a game that I you know I feel like the the starters lost like I don't think that the the backups is who you well, can blame the game on I, I they I both know. had bad stints as yeah, well, to but, me as I mean, third quarter, there was nothing that they could do. Like, the floodgates had already opened because yeah. the starters had opened them for them. Um, and the, 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 the second unit had their moments where, especially in the first half, where they played really well. Um, and then in the third quarter is when they, when they go back. Yeah. The other – so if we go to the other side and kind of look at Portland tonight, you know, you get 18 points from Melo. I think 12 or – a lot of those came all in a row. So he did have one spurt. That spurt was enough. Like, that was what – Denver was up. All of a sudden, they were down going into the end of the first quarter, yep. and it was almost all mellow. 
and he goes four of eight from three point. But I thought even more than Mello in this game, Anthony Simons, four of five from the three point line, yeah. 14 points. To me, he was the big, like, you got hit Dude, by both. You got punched by Mello early, <laughs> then you got punched. Well, this Simons like, can score. That's This is how Portland built their team. They're not good on defense. And even tonight, I didn't think they were great yeah. on defense. But they just have so many guys that on any given night can get you. And tonight, Lillard can get you more just, often just, than not. So you get him. He's a given. You usually get one other guy, and it's like you're probably going to win. They got two tonight. They got Melo and Simon. Yeah, I, I just mean what is this like Rodney Hood, yeah. Anthony Simons, yeah. Melo, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the ghost of Melo. Like there's just all – it's like – I mean, granted, it's not like it, – the, the guards also scored for Portland, so it's not like – Well, CJ was in check. Like 21 points on 8 of 20 yeah. shooting is like, all right, that's what you – that's par. Is this your channel you're talking about? No, this oh, it comes song. on every time. I was like, there's a song that comes on every time we do this show. And I don't Darren's know what it is. Favorite Turns song. out it's Peaches by Justin Bieber. <laughs> 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 Looked it up today. <laughs> yeah, he and we were just talking about the moments. Salt Lake Simons had three moments and they all went bottom of the net. Yeah, yeah. And they're not even close. Um, it's kind of weird, man. Portland Stars, I mean, ultimately had a huge impact on this game, but they were both like 40% from the field. Everyone else except for Norm shot the lights out. The other, all the others stepped up for Portland, and very few did for Denver. Yeah. Um, Mello's a funny one. So, you know, Mello got going tonight, and it's unfortunately, sadly, the first time he has won Endeavor. He has now won a game Endeavor. I'm so bummed that this streak came to an end. You felt like it probably would in this series of at course. some point. Of course but like, it would. Of course it would. Of course it would come in the playoffs. And of course it's going to be game one. But i got to say, I gotta, I'm a little annoyed, and I have to bring up people. I don't know. Kale, can you find the tweet? It's from Mark Spears. Dude. He said it was pathetic that Denver boos Carmelo Anthony. And, look, I have a lot of respect for Mark Spears. He used to be at the Denver Post. He's, like, well-respected by everybody. He weaves in and out of basketball yeah, dude, like, for we don't, 40 I, years. Just guess, guess what, thing. Mark Spears? We don't care what you think <laughs> <laughs> at all. I, but I actually do care. I'm, I a, I'm, I'm upset that he said it because here's the thing. Booing is not in any way, like, damaging. <laughs> I know. You know what dude. I mean? Like, it is the most – it is actually you go to a game and you cheer your team and you boo the other team. <laughs> That's kind of how Car it works. Car dude. It's actually exactly yeah. how it works. <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony is on the other team. And, of course, there's a history there. And he said something like, get over it. It's pathetic. First of all, it's sports, dude. Yeah. It's sports. Like, And, and I have I have such a problem. With, like, I've, I've been on a real kick over the last week about all of these people from the coast trying to tell. Did you pull it up there? You have it You have it right there. All these people from the coast telling Denver how to build. They don't give a shit about Denver anyway. No. Mark Spears, by the way, come from Denver. So, like, he's been here. He's actually from the Bay, but he's worked here for, for many, many years. You just you you don't get to you don't get to tell Denver how to you act, care, and especially dude. on something like this where this is actually what sports are about. And I so I know Mark has the connection here, but I saw it from others as well. And if I've learned anything in three years here, it's that you folks outside don't know anything about this team culture or fan base. Not only that, you don't care to unless you have a snarky tweet lined up. Right, right. So do us all a favor, sit this one out. I'm new here. I don't have any horse in the mellow race. Right. Except it's sports. Grow up. This is the softest conversation I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sports. It's a rivalry. It's the playoffs. Boo Carmelo <laughs> with all your hearts out. Thank <laughs> you for your service. What did That's I think is supposed to... Do you think you're supposed to root for him on the other team in the playoffs against your Yo. team? And, 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 and the, the tweet in there is like... <laughs> 
He is one of the best Nuggets to ever play. Like strong, strong agree. He's on the other no. goddamn team. And, and more like, and more importantly, like first of all, Denver fans aren't mean to Carmelo Anthony. Like, dude, like honestly, if anything, they're like soft with the Carmelo Anthony. Like, if anything, we're like, just, oh, we had a great year. I just, I, I just love this idea, like, guys. Carmelo Anthony's a person. He's a multi-millionaire yeah. that chose his own path in life, turned his back on you. You need to respect him. And we need to cheer for him as he's like draining threes on us. Screw like, Melo. Like, yeah. I don't care. Screw Melo. Like, <laughs> like, you didn't want to be here, so you get booze. That's kind of I'm telling you, man, like the disdain from the, the coast for the city, for, for Denver is just like, it's overwhelming to me. It honestly is. It like almost bleed. Almost, I have to like remind myself not to let it. It almost bleeds past sports to me. Like it almost goes beyond it. But but alas, you oh, can't yeah, let no, it. No, you get. guys are just fodder for the other narratives. So thanks. Oh, hundred percent. And like, I'm up. sorry, we thanks are not showing, showing appreciation yeah. for somebody else that's <laughs> not on our team at the moment. And by the way, booing. He. That's what he said. He didn't say like telling him to f off or yeah. you know, saying that. he said booing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Mark Spears. A lot of respect for you. Would love to meet. Would love to meet. Would love to sit down. Terrible take. Take, take, take that one with you. Keep it out of Denver. It does not belong here in this city. Also, again, we do not care. We'll yeah. boom again. Oh, yeah. Also, F off. Yeah, oh, he's going to again. For sure. We'll boo um, you, Mark Spears. <laughs> any other... <laughs> should we take our last break? On the other side, we're waiting. Harrison Wynn is waiting on Nikola Jokic to speak, and then he'll join us. Very interested to hear what, what everybody had to say in the post game tonight. Um, but I also want to talk about adjustments on the other half and just kind of what things we expect in game two. Quick turnaround on this one. Then they get a longer break between games two and three. Uh, but let's do that on the other side. Yeah, speaking of adjustments, the streaks are talking. Um, the walls are whispering. Folks everywhere are switching over to Green Mountain Dental Group. They're Ooh, now their permanent great. family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out to us. Let us know how great that experience was. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us here at DNBR, just like all of you here at home. Uh, sometimes you get stuck in some really awkward dentist conversations. Yeah, It's way cooler when the dentist is just like, Man, that yogurt guy whips ass, huh? <laughs> Sign me up. And then also, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you receive a free Sonicare toothbrush out the door. I don't see why you shouldn't do it. We all have to take care of your teeth. Uh, do it with Green Mountain Dental Group. We also, fellas, and not everyone knows this, uh, but we got to take care of ourselves, too. Yeah, right? bro. Got to uh, take care of yourself. Men's grooming is in. Manscaping. Oh. <laughs> manscaping is in. The lawnmower 4.0 is out 4. now. 4.0. Uh, LED light, waterproof, really hard to cut yourself, and it's important. You got to take care of it. So check out Manscaped and use code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping. International, by the way, that goes to all of our listeners. Free Good. shipping at Manscaped. When you use code DNVR, do it. Check them out. Uh, don't put this off. It'll change your life. One more ad here, guys. Almost. You know, the thing about the the manscaping, I, I treat it more like man sculpting. <laughs> that was like TMI. a like a like a bonsai situation. <laughs> a bonsai situation. Uh, sure, you're probably hearing you're probably hearing how great mortgage rates are right now. They well, are. Mike and Virginia at Chevalier Mortgage are not just your typical mortgage company. Sure, they have phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike 
Yeah, Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. Also, they're small, family-owned, so you always feel like a person and not just a number. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, go get set go get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options or just call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. That's Mike in Virginia at Chevalier Mortgage. God damn, we're like really running the gamut of, of trollery. We've got variety of, of Portland folks. We got pro Trump people. No. It's just they're really bringing it, dude. Let's go. In Oregon, man, there's a nightmare. You get, you get like one mile outside of Portland, and it really changes. To, it gets wild. Well, um, well, welcome. They welcome. take over like federal buildings and shit. Welcome, know, like, welcome. Like, <laughs> what was that? It was the one? It was Oregon, right? The like the nature reserve. Or yes, whatever. It um, yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. What can go differently in game two? What player that didn't necessarily have a great game do you think has a great game in game two? Michael Porter Jr. The shots are gonna fall. He's also stay your same aggressive self. Like, do yeah. not change that. Um, find those mismatches. Like, you're a player, like, especially with Portland, they have so many guys that you can sort out. You can get the mismatch on. You get the advantage. Um, so this is, like, a game that I feel like he'll go back and watch the film. One, he'll say, okay, these are the things that I need to do, and I need to switch onto things. And also, I need help, like, behind me. But also, on the other end of the floor, I need to be more efficient or I need to get back to doing what I normally do, and that's buckets. I'm Showtime, baby. Showtime. Show <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be Austin Rivers, man. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like Austin, I mean, he did not play a very good game. He had, he actually had a decent process game, as we would say. Like, he played good defense. Um, he didn't, like, assert himself, like, in bad ways. He just, like, didn't hit shots at all. Like, he shot a air ball, like, he just he just didn't quite have it on the offensive end, and you, you know like he it was not clear whether or not he was going to play. He probably had a little some lingering effects from feeling ill the, at least yeah. the day before. So I just feel like what we saw from him going down the stretch seems more likely to make an appearance than what we saw tonight. This might be more wishful thinking than analysis. Aaron Gordon, uh, boy, would it be nice. And again, he, what does it look like? Not him scoring 30 points. We talked about it. Almost a good game. Those three, four moments you get to swing a stint, quarter, half, he can be the guy, and, and he needs to be in game two. Man, this one is tough because you can pick, like, any number of guys. <laughs> like, honestly, you can go Austin Rivers. You can go Gordon. You can oh, go God, uh, Green or Millsap or, you know, even Monte maybe plays a bigger role. You can go all those guys. It's really tough. I do like the Porter pick. Um, I just I thought he looked fearless tonight. One of the things that where is Denver right now in the Porter integration into the the system? Because so much of the year was about you know Murray still there and he was like clearly the third wheel. I feel like even now thinking oh he will have a better game. The Nuggets don't necessarily he doesn't quite find forty eight minute efforts. You know what I mean? Like his his whole season has been like pockets of, of right. scoring. Yeah. And that's why I'm a little bit more hesitant on it. But I do think Denver's going to have to find it. Like I look at their this is why I say like you said Austin Rivers said all these guys, I'm like, are they gonna hit shots? Are they gonna score a bunch? I don't know. Michael Porter I know can. For sure. Absolutely. 20, what, what did he have tonight? Twenty five. Twenty five points. That's pretty good. I know. It was just the from three. He was yeah. just could not I mean he shot ten percent. Shot ten percent from three. Portland as a team shot forty seven percent. 
I think they're going to keep attacking Porter. That's my one hesitation on this. Yeah, is yeah. you know, def we're, it's funny we talk about this as offensively. I mean, Denver scored 109. Probably could use a little bit more. You probably need 115 in this series at, le at least. But 123 is just so much. And part of me wonders who's going to step up more defensively to kind of get it done. And I don't know. I don't Did, necessarily know who. I would play Shaq Harrison. So I, I, I understand all the concerns on offense. I absolutely do. But that's a transcendent defensive player. If, albeit in short spurts to this point in his career. But I think those spurts are going to be more effective than anything we saw tonight. Yeah. What about regression to the mean? So they get 19 of 40, almost 50% from three on 43s is insane. But again, we think that can we can you expect Simons maybe to struggle a little more? Can you expect Melo? What do you think? Definitely. I say yes. I say yes and no. If they keep getting the same type of looks, I do not think that like anything changes. And also, they're knowing that the Nuggets are gonna adjust and they're also gonna like make their their changes. Um, so th I think that they're just going to try to attack them in different ways, but they're going to attack the same guys. You don't just watch film and all of a sudden get it. Like they still understand these are the guys that we're going to go after. Let's make it happen. So I'll say no because I do expect like Malone to make changes himself. I, I expect him to be more locked in uh, to where he's putting his guys in, in, in different spots or in better spots. Um, it's, it's on the players. But at the same time, I know what – Portland's going to do, and it's going to be, hey, these are our guys, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, dude, we're not going to get another Simons game like this. I mean, I, I, like, he's a bucket, he's a scorer, man. A, I mean, but he, he's, he is, he isn't. I don't know. Like, we've, <laughs> I, we've played them multiple times. Like, he's ne like, he kind of make. Uh, he was much louder tonight than he's ever been in in the games we played against them. Like, um, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm being dismissive because I. Because I like Denver and I don't like Portland, but like I know that he's a good player. It's just I don't expect to feel Anthony Simons in the in the way that I felt him tonight. I would push back just by saying like this felt eerily similar to the Utah start to me. In so far as okay, is that shot luck or like are every single one of these shots in rhythm? And yeah. all these guys feel yeah. he hit one that was like crazy though. He had yeah. one that was like perfectly defended and totally. he just like Look, step, sidestepped and drained to, it to some extent. Eric, like, yeah, is it going to be like forty-eight percent every night? No, right. But I, I am concerned that these are open looks for good shooters. But my feeling is like, listen, like if we're looking at this game, like even if next game plays out almost exactly like this game did, and we have Anthony Simons not shooting fifty percent, and we have Michael Porter Jr. not shooting ten percent, like. This game to me like comes down to the buzzer, you know. Yeah. It's, there's there's just like a few little elements that just didn't go Denver's way, that did go Portland's way. That I just I I don't expect them to be able to rely upon. I mean, Dame's gonna eat. We know this. CJ is gonna be right up there also. Uh, Nurkic is gonna play the way that ex exactly how he did. It's just you know like the it's always around the edges when it comes to these teams. Yeah. I think with that uh, the the means like. I also don't think that that was a great Portland game. I think that's what the scary part is. Like, they Norman, shot well. I mean, that's a but, great shooting. But also, Norman Powell, I feel he'll play better. I feel like Lillard yeah. was not yeah. amazing tonight, even though he scored a lot. I thought he was he's amazing. still a 10 of 25. Like, yeah. you know, like, it can be better, though. It can be he worse, can, he, rather. Yeah, yeah. He can actually be yeah. better. Um, I, I just feel like other guys can step. Even McCullum was not like himself or, or, or amazing. So, like, it goes both ways where it's still, like, you st at the tip-off of next game, you're starting from scratch. Like, yeah. like, both teams, like, both have to be better. They had 15 games Portland did this year with 19 or more three-pointers. They lost 
four of them. So they went 15 and four when making 19 threes. You know, dude. And also, I mean, did, did we hear that the Portland set a record, a franchise record for three point shots tonight? Really? Yeah. No, I, that can't be right for the playoffs. Oh, oh, in the playoffs, I was gonna say they shot that many. Honestly, like half of the games this season. Yeah, more than half actually. Yeah, had forty threes. They just don't make that many that that, that often. But um, does the short turnaround time favor Denver or Portland? Because they only they play on Monday, so it's like one day off. Probably, probably Portland. Um, what do you think, Dev? I don't really have a good answer. I think that uh, it favors the Nuggets. Just because, like, when you're in a rhythm and you have, like, like everything going for you to, like, have a break and not be in your, your normal rotations or your normal playing every other day, like, you're, like, you're used to that. Now you get a few days off. And also you, like, are, like, on film and everything else. Also, when you look at the different, like, the differences in the game, the Nuggets still played the Nuggets style of basketball, which was, you know, get it to their best like players and and just go. Portland just has like they're feeding everybody yeah. and like you just make shots. Like I just don't know. Like we've been saying, if you're just gonna just completely make every shot like that again, <laughs> um, like I just don't know how like yeah. how that happens. So I mean. I don't think there's a real answer to that. Yeah, I mean, like, are they going to set the franchise record uh, every game? I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't think it. I don't think it favors either team. Yeah. Frankly, See, like, I think I, Denver maybe needs just time. The only thought was maybe they need time to game play because they need to make the adjustments. So maybe you need. Yeah, but I kind of feel like the the l- more time you, it's just like uh, a, a paralysis by analysis. Like you just like. To, uh, do you think Jokic comes out with a better game in game two than he did in game one? I do. I do. I think that um, I think he understands. Like I should have, I should have scored more, or I should have attacked more. I had, I was the one that had it going tonight. Like just keep feeding me. Like I think he's gonna like see the other stars, the other players. They get the ball every single play. Like the only way we win is if I go nuclear. So I'm gonna have to go for 45. I'm gonna have to go for 50 mm-hmm. if I have to. Yeah. And I think that they're going to feed him with that as well. Like, you're our guy. We have to go through you. You win us these games. Yeah, I, I actually see him uh, really making a concerted effort to get his assists up and get other people involved. Like, Because, like, I mean, this is kind of like what you can expect from any one player. Like, outside of him just just shooting on every I mean he shot a lot it's not like he was like we were just begging Jokic to get shots up when he wasn't like to me the one assist is the most the thing that stands out the most is as where the adjustment can come and like how he can find out to get other guys going so that it's you know like then when they do need him down the stretch like you know it's not as it's not like him uh, just he, not as maybe worn down. I don't know, but I just yeah. I, he just needs more help, and like he can he can make that happen for himself. Yeah. I think if Jokic's game looks better, it's because Michael Malone had a better game, and Jokic played forty plus minutes. That's a great because point. Every time he was on the court, I felt confident. Yep. Scored a point a minute when he was on the court. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it can be much better, but there can be more of that. Yeah. Which fourteen to twenty seven is like great shooting too. Like yeah. for that volume. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like I, I don't like. I don't really know what else we can expect from Jokic offensively out there. Yeah, some defense, but it's not like, I mean, he was not the best we've ever seen him, but he also was like, you know, like part of defense also is getting defensive rebounds. Like he got a ton of rebounds tonight. Like I I see a lot of people in the comments pointing out that Jokic needs to have more than one assist. No kidding. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, but it's a function of the team. That's exactly it. I mean, a lot of Jokic's assists come from the pick and roll game where you break the team down and now he's 
attacking a, a broken down defense. Right now, Denver needs him to break down the defense because they just have nobody else to really be able to do it. So, I mean, this has been the trend. If you're new to watching the Nuggets, this has been a trend since Murray went down. And again, it's not just Murray. It's since Murray went down, Monte went down, and he came back. But then uh, also Will Barton went down yeah. and even P.J. Dozier, another yeah. guy that can create, that can break things down. Yeah. So, I mean, Denver was down four of their top five guards. This might also shock you, though, but Jokic like has a better pulse on when he should pass right, and then, when he should score than anyone I, else in the world. Any <laughs> else, literally anybody else in the world. Decent points. Uh, yeah, so decent point, Tim. There's no way he was out there. Jokic was like, you know what? I shouldn't pass. You know, like, whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah, this is what the game had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got one only on, only one super chat today. I don't blame you guys. Feeling hopeless right now. Give us three reasons why, how, Denver can win this series, y'all. My brother shouted at you near. <laughs> she's she's near near hey, was that you? You yep. were telling us. Hey, yeah. Eric was like, "Yeah, some asshole was just shouting." Yeah, he lied. That's what I said. That's what I meant. <laughs> Scootering along. <laughs> it's like a thing to be seen. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the the ducks. What is it? The ducks in Memphis. You know, they come walking at a certain time of day. Uh, it's like yeah. Eric, because he well, should be scootering by yeah, any moment now. It's true. It's true. Like Haley's comment. Uh, but also, Haley's like, comment. like you, you're like, wow, that's uh, that that lo- that looks weird. That yeah. guy on that vehicle. Oh, that's Eric. That is Eric. <laughs> um, so what are we supposed to tell him? Three yeah, reasons. To say. I mean, they got to get more from Michael Porter. They got to get better defense. I mean, they. Got, I mean, look, you can't. You're not going to win too many games when you give up 123. You might outgun them once or twice in the series. You're not going to outgun them four times like that. You got to get some defense into the game, uh, and then you got to find a guy to step up. You know, somebody else to step up. Right tonight, if you talked about the two X factors that stepped up tonight, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Simons, both on Portland, you got to tilt that in the other the other yeah, way. Like I agree with that. you could create this whole battleground that is Anthony Simons, Cantor, Nurkic, uh, uh, Melo, and then on the other side you got Rivers, you got uh, Jamichael, you've got Paul Millsap, you know. You got all. It's like where the where where's it going to come from? And Golly, tonight man. they bo- they both came from the other side. And then one more reason. So they've been down three one. Yeah, twice. So I like do I expect that again? No, they've been in worse holes. They've been in deeper holes. And you, you play a series one game at a time. And they don't back down. They don't back down, baby. That's right. It looks like we have Harrison Wynn live from Ball Arena right now. Just got off the horn with uh, Nikola Jokic. It looks like he did. Actually, I'm watching the Zoom, and Jokic is still talking. He just got up. So you missed the last comment he had there, Harrison. Oh, boy. Uh, But first, before we get into whatever was said tonight, Harrison, I got to ask you just what was it like being at Ball Arena with this semi-full crowd? It was awesome. Um, it was incredible, man. I said this to a bunch of people before the game who I was sitting next to. Like, tonight felt like the first regular game that I've been to this season. Mm. It felt like a normal game. It really did. And it was awesome. Um, Do you feel like loud. it was a factor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've got to think it helped Denver out a little bit. I just feel like you just get that that jolt when you have that fan base behind you. I mean, the crowd was loud tonight. It was intense. They were loud from the opening tip. They were loud during the starting lineup. Like, it was a great atmosphere tonight. They were loud. Oh, okay. Um, All righty. Well, just give us your quick thoughts on the game and, you know, what is your major takeaways? 
So I felt like the game turned in the third when Dame really got going. He had 15 in the third, and it really seemed like to me that Portland came out of halftime with a really just defined game plan of we're going to try to get Michael Porter Jr. switched on to Dame. And I felt he like he got going a little bit from that, and that kind of carried over into the fourth quarter. But uh, my bigger takeaway is Portland shot 47.5% from three. If a team's going to shoot against uh, shoot from three against that against Denver like that, I mean, I just don't know if the Nuggets have enough firepower to keep up with that. They got a great game from Nikola Jokic. Michael Porter went one of ten from three, but he still scored 25 points. I don't know where the offensive firepower is going to come from. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, take us in the locker room. What? How was Michael Malone after the game? Uh, so he was disappointed. Um, I don't think he was too down, though. I mean, it's just one game. That's kind of what a couple of the players said also, just one game. Uh, but he pretty much just said there were too many breakdowns to win a playoff game, especially when you're undermanned. You have to be on point with everything. Uh, he didn't like their discipline. He didn't like how they guarded their personnel. And he didn't like the runs that Portland went on in the first. And then the one I just talked about in the third, he felt like those were huge. So just too many breakdowns, he thought. And he felt like a lot of those led to Portland threes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Did, was there anybody in particular he sort of pointed out tonight, it, either good or bad? So as I was kind of talking about, I felt like the game turned when Portland tried to get MPJ switched onto Lillard. Yeah. Malone referenced that, and he said, and this I thought was pretty candid from him, he said it felt like last year in the playoffs. And, I mean, that's really what it felt like to me. So... They've got to find, you know, a way to counter that or whatever, not switch it. I don't really know. Um, but he did reference Porter and just a need to help Michael out more in those situations. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, it, this is why the playoffs are so funny. Is like teams have not gone at Porter for extended periods, and they really did tonight. And, again, okay job, but it, it did turn the game. The game kind of turned at that. All right, what else from Malone? So this, I don't think this was like a huge thing in the game, but Marcus Howard played tonight, and that was surprising to me. I thought like Shaq Harrison would be the choice there, and on playing Marcus Howard, he pretty much just said like, look, we're down so many offensive options. We needed a guy who could bring some offense to the table. Uh, that's not Shaq Harrison. That's Marcus Howard, so that's why he was in the rotation tonight. I didn't hear that. Uh, I'm laughing because everyone's the, as you lean forward, your hair appears green, oh, I and know. it's really Kale, it's, can you turn the it's really uh, caught the chat off guard. Yeah. Hashtag green hair, Adam. It's like the weird, <laughs> the lighting, the weird lighting in here. My, my hair green. All right, all the way up. All right, what else, Harrison? Keep keep going, brother. So we talked to MPJ tonight, also, who was very short. Very sweet, very to the point. Uh, he just sweet. said his. Oh, oh, how sweet of him. <laughs> Maybe not so sweet, actually. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not so sweet. But he just pretty much said his, his shots weren't dropping. Uh, he liked the looks he got, but he went 1 of 10 from 3. And he's going to keep shooting, and I bet he's not going to go 1 of 10 from 3 again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what else do you have? Would he talk about them going at him? 
he was asked about it. He didn't really say much. He just said, you just got to keep playing hard. You just got to kind of turn Dame into a driver instead of a three-point shooter. Uh, and he just kind of came back to the point that it's just one game. We're down 1-0. We're good. We'll regroup tomorrow, try to get it on Monday. Okay. All righty. Anything else from him? Uh, that's really it. We also spoke to Nicola, as you were saying. Um, on Portland's threes, he's just saying, like, we need to fly around more. Uh, they're going to get those shots. Those are the types of shots they need to get. Uh, we need more multiple effort. We need just to contest more shots. And he also said we got to be more consistent. You know, they went on a lot of runs, but we went on runs too. We can't be so high and so low. We just need to be more like consistent. And on Mike, he said, he'll keep shooting. Mike's one of the best shooters in the league. We just need him to make and take the easy ones, not the contested ones. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see what Any, else we got here. Anything from Aaron Gordon? Um, I didn't hear much of Aaron Gordon. He did bring up the officiating, though. He was like, I'm not sure what was going on with the foul calls. I got, I thought I got fouled a couple times where it didn't get called. Nuggets only went to the line eight times tonight. Yeah. Eight times. Yeah, it's gonna, that's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I got, to be honest, guys. That was it? Yep. Really, really short, it sounds like, short post-game commentary from the team, which is surprising. I almost feel like they are more forthcoming even in the regular season, and I'm sure this one, you know, it's tough. I'm sure emotions are very high, um, and, and I'm curious to kind of see. Did, did anybody say what the plan was for tomorrow, Harrison? In terms of... Practice, are they practicing? Like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, I assume they'll, you know, look at film. I doubt they'll go through like a super tough practice because they just don't like they can't afford any injuries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how how discouraged are you personally after watching this game? Like, what what's sort of your your overarching read on on this series now? Um, I don't think any different. I still think Denver can win this series. I, I still think it's going to be a long series, like I thought at the beginning when I picked Nuggets in seven. I mean, Portland played well tonight, I thought. They hit their threes. They got the types of shots they wanted to. Um, you know, maybe if they shoot 38% from three, Denver's in this. Yeah. And also, like, Michael Porter shot one of 10 from three. There's a lot being made of Nikola Jokic only recording one assist tonight. Like, that's the narrative coming out of this game from Portland's side, at least. Oh, like, we cracked the Nuggets because we held Nikola Jokic to one assist. It's the right game plan. Like, you don't want to double him. They really never doubled him tonight except once super late. Because, like, they, Nuggets just don't have, like, the shooters, you know? So I think it was a good game plan from from Portland, but I still think it's a series Denver can win. Yeah. All righty. Well, Harrison, thanks. Uh, you know, it's, it's – uh, well, he's gone. <laughs> I actually want to piggyback really quick off something he said. Okay. So that as we as we touched on, Wynn's got places to be. It's an engaged man. Uh, the 19 made threes were the most by the Blazers in any playoff game of the Damian Lillard era, as we talked about. I'm reading a, a tweet from Broncos Squatch, by the way. Shout out, Jake. But also, Portland's six turnovers tonight were the second fewest by the Blazers in any playoff game in Damian Lillard era. That's 57 games. So... 
there's look the process wasn't great but this was the buzzsaw game from that was an a plus game from portland and um you know maybe maybe they got to do that three more times yeah any parting thoughts before we get out of here i just i mean i just feel like we lose game one the nuggets are a team that bounces back like everybody knows that this is the most resilient bunch in the entire nba they played a game where they just like seen what would happen and there's going to be changes made and also we just know what mvp is going to do in the next game and we know what michael porter jr is going to do in the next game and as long as you have those two guys i feel like you always have a chance so nuggets and five Tonight was frustrating. Uh, things really went well for Portland in a lot of in a lot of ways. It's I mean you can really just kind of look to regression to the mean stuff. Like they're not going to shoot 50% from three point. Uh, it's just not going to happen. They I mean obviously they have transcendent shooters on that team. Dame's always going to be a problem. Uh, he was again tonight, but like there were just a few moments, just a few. There were adjustments that could be made that would have swung this game the other direction. The Nuggets were in control, and then they just had lapses. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I didn't, I really didn't believe that we were going to cough this game up until I was absolutely forced to do it. Like, I just, I believe so much in this team. I've, I've seen this play out literally every playoff game, every playoff series they've been a part of in this modern era. They lose the first game what they do i don't know why that's what they do but that's what they do you know what else they won't do back down so we shouldn't either we'll yeah. be here monday i'm real curious to see uh yeah monday it's monday, monday. yeah it's monday's so, game yeah, i'm really right, curious yeah. to see how this team bounce back um you know the playoffs are, are wild you could cue up that outro music kill and uh the playoffs are so wild man because your emotions like tonight i was as happy as i've been in a long time yep. and as sad as i've been in a long time and that's the beauty of sports, but it's also the pain of sports. We That's got the pain dude, tonight, baby. That's what sports is. Like the, if the, if this pill wasn't so bitter, that first off the press conference would have been so sweet, but also the wins would not be so. That's sweet. That's so true. Uh, you know, hat tip to Portland. Good game. Great good game. game, Blazers. See you Monday. See you Monday, baby. everybody else. Hit that like button on the way out. Come down to the DNVR bar for Monday's game, guys. Probably be a little bit less packed. I'm you. guessing. I don't know, but I'm telling you, it's a fun place to be. Hit the like button. We'll see everybody next time. We don't back down. Before we get out of here, guys, I want to remind you about MSU Denver Online. Now is the time to apply and register for classes because MSU Denver Online is offering free application fees to any and all students. Zero dollars for your application fee. Doesn't matter if you're looking to get your undergrad, graduate, or take online classes. MSU Denver Online, they're the, the school that puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. You can go to school right there online while you're working your job. And it's great because the professors often have real life experience working in the fields that you want to get into. So not only can they teach you the subjects, but they can also kind of give you some behind the scenes about the industry, real life skills that you can work in the, uh, in the uh, use to work in the workplace and just advice from somebody that has been through it all. So check them out, MSU Denver Online.